Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is SimCity Part 2 for the Super Nintendo. Folks, we didn't want to come into the second part with with nothing too fun, just straight up manual talk. So we thought we'd save one extra part of the gameplay for this episode. <laughs> and that is everyone's favorite, the disasters. Yeah, it's disaster time. And these disasters uh, can be random, and, and they are more random and more frequent the higher difficulty you play on. Yeah, I didn't uh, run up against barely any of these correct uh but you can also inflict them on your city yourself if yeah, you so will. wish which is something everyone did as a kid sure you can you know when you're done save your game and then unleash a monster or something see how it goes indeed and our first disaster is of course the airplane crash which i'm not sure would be included anymore yeah yeah this won't happen until you have an airport obviously and then you're airport you know wherever the plane is it will crash destroy some ground start fires well destroys a three by three grid and then and then starts a fire there and in some surrounding areas as well i read a strategy a way to do what's called zone stacking which you know we can touch on later but it involves specifically targeting certain areas residential zones so you can blow up part of them and then build another one on top of that chunk i'm not sure what the benefit is really huh but people will talk about just waiting for that plane to get over the right spot and then hitting the menu crashing. and crashing it right there. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Targeted. Next up, we have uh, the earthquake. Another, this one, a natural disaster. Yeah, general destruction, right? Like, yeah, it, this is one of the worst because it shakes the whole map. And then you have just destroyed tiles in random places and then fires throughout the entire map as well. Which can be tough if, you know, you want good fire coverage, obviously, but then you also want to... You might have to rebuild a bunch of roads or rails to allow workers to get there to put out the fires. Yeah, I find this one to be the biggest pain in the butt. Yeah, generally, yeah, and and you want to anywhere that's on fire, bulldoze around it so it'll burn itself out and just wait, you know. You got to wait it out. Wait for those fire departments to get to it. Now, next up is, well, the basic fire. And this can happen, like we said, because of various other disasters but sometimes just happens on its own someone left their space heater on it fell over (laughs) yeah who knows there was a short in that curling iron (laughs) they tried to douse that grease with some water don't do that no don't do it it's bad news but either way they caught their house their building their business on fire and now it's your problem it is because if you don't take care of it it will spread to all the buildings around it yeah so watch out but as you said, with other disasters, you want to bulldoze all of the spots around the fire so it doesn't spread and just wait the time out. Yeah, general, that's your general prognosis. Now, another natural disaster that you will have to deal with is the possible flood. I didn't see this. Well, uh, you have to, well, you have to have a waterfront, of course. Right. And uh, it just floods all of the tiles next to the water. I see. And you just have to, what, tough it out like bulldoze? <laughs> I don't know how to fight the flood, really. I don't either. You can't uh, fight the flood, man. And since I've never dealt with this one, I really don't know how you, you deal with it. You I'm guessing eventually it recedes and 
there's damage. That'd be my guess. Yeah, but, but maybe there's maybe it's just lost land forever, which would be awful. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that is bad news. Uh, as bad as the tornado. Now, as you may have heard from previous episodes or pieced together through our personal history segments, we are Midwesterners, tried and true. That's and this right. is the one natural disaster that we really ever had to contend with. I mean, not as bad as some places, but you know, every now and then you'll see the twisters will come. Yep, you'll have to do your little drill, bend over, and duck <laughs> in the hallway of your school. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, and here, it just you get a tornado that will wander its way around your city, destroying everything it touches, starting fires, same stuff. Yeah, it is uh, only second to that earthquake of the main disasters right it does leave quite the trail of destruction and a fire usually in a lot of its path fire in its path now of course you you know once it's gone you just have to clean up like you would any of the other disasters yeah and but i think really i've been saving the final three because they're everyone's real favorites oh yeah you have the nuclear meltdown which is a not your favorite if you're playing the game and it happens (laughs) right randomly But as we said, it does make surrounding tiles irradiated and unusable for the remainder of the game. Yeah, no fun there. And it will also create fires, so you must bulldoze around them as well. Yes. And then we have the UFO attack. Yeah, and this will happen in waves generally, right? Like they'll keep coming for a certain amount of time, destroying buildings. Okay. Um, I didn't mess with it too much, so, you know. And they will use a cool ray gun. Oh, yeah. And that gun will cause fires. So, and the fires will burn, burn, burn. So you got to get them taken care of. Heat ray. And then we have our final disaster, which was changed for the Super Nintendo version. And many others, it was a generic Godzilla-like creature, yeah. which they got sued for using on their cover. Oh. <laughs> yes, it was replaced with a tornado later on. Okay. But in this version, Nintendo has their own giant lizard, and they use Bowser. Yeah. Bowser, he stomps around, uh, tears up your city, um, kind of like a tornado. I don't know if he moves faster or is larger. Or... A larger. It is a bigger swath of destruction. Mm. But it is cool to see Bowser just Godzilla-ing his way through the city. Yeah. I yeah. guess looking for Princess Peach or Mario. Somebody. They're in trouble. They are, and he is a big pain because he has to enter and then leave the map. So Yeah, it can be a wait because it just wanders at random. Yep. Nick, this was a game published by Nintendo themselves and for their flagship console, the Super Nintendo. I'm going to pretend like I don't know the answer, but did they make a good <laughs> manual for this game? You bet they did. Uh, this manual weighing in at a whopping 84 pages. Very heavy manual because, uh, as you'll find out, we both owned this game. Yeah. Um, and I remember this being one beefy manual. Yeah, it's a, and you know, it does a great job of explaining all of the various weird, you know what I mean? Like it has Menus, some... systems, buildings. It literally tells you everything you would need to know. Yeah, it gives you like a practice mode kind of walkthrough as a framing device kind of. You have the, what I like, the they call them the right files, which are like examples of like city don'ts. Okay, yeah. And we did forget to mention there is a practice mode you can play through. The practice island. Oh, right, yeah. Which is like training wheels on how to just to place things and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and you know, you practice mode especially, you'll get tips from Dr. Wright as he comes out, you know, more yep. frequently than normal. 
and, and you know, it goes through all of your gifts, all the things you can build, how to use all your menus and stuff. And it even gives you like tons of guidance for advanced parts of the game. Like, you know, it talks about the donut blocks strategy. Yeah, we'll get to that because I, I mean, I knew of it, so it must have been in here or Nintendo Power. Right, right, and uh, and it you know it talks about that zone stacking stuff, which I've never done, but I was just oh, really? surprised. It was all, it's all there. It's all in the menu. So and I guess that's probably because this game had been out for the computer for for a little while. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, for whatever reason, this is a great. This contains almost as much information about the game as a lot of the FAQs I've seen and stuff. So it's a, a valuable asset to the SimCity player. Now there is also, as you mentioned those first 200 maps yeah in the back you can see uh various ones so if you don't want to go through the rather slow and laborious process of you know taking through them one by one in the menus you can just look at them there i wonder if there is actually a better map for megalopolis somewhere after 200 but people have just been so lazy that they've only looked at the pictures of the first 200 i don't know i don't know tick ticking through all of them you know and i even read a thing where there's some weird way that there's actually more than the 1,000 maps. There's another 1,000 that you can... Wow. Like, if you do something, it basically gives... Each map has two maps, huh. each number. But I don't know why. If, if you've gone through all that, 1,000 uh, <laughs> maps, it's tough. Uh, but yeah, so, yeah, great manual. Check it out. It is highly recommended. If you're going to play this game, I would say check out the manual instead of any FAQ. Yeah, it's an easy read, man. It's fun. And wonderfully illustrated. <laughs> Well, Nick, what was your personal history with this game, SimCity? Um, as we mentioned before, I owned it uh, for the Super Nintendo. I had played it previously somewhat, you know, at school, so I was familiar with the concept. And, and the, the school version, was that just the uh, two-color version? Yeah, it was, it was on the Mac, um, and, you know, I cheated then, just like I cheated this time. Uh, uh-huh. Playing, you know, on the, I remember on the Mac one, you could hold down shift and type funds. Yes. And it would give you like ten or twenty thousand dollars. But you could keep time. doing it. Yeah, but after the like the third one, it would make an earthquake. So we would all just sit there and before you build anything, type it in a bunch of times so you get like a couple hundred thousand dollars and right. then start yeah. Then start building. Yeah. Uh I too owned this game and uh played a great deal of it. I don't think I had ever played it uh at school or anything. But um I do remember seeing it at computer shops and you know it was just part of the culture by the time it got to super nintendo yeah it was considered you know the strategy or brainy kind of game yeah i mean when you compare it to like hot dog stand or these other weird little like management games but yeah i never beat this game before i never got to five hundred thousand people you know nor did i i remember playing it a lot in the first few months that i had it but then by the time other games came out this really got pushed to the back of my collection yeah, I never way. really revisited it much after those first few months. I remember getting to about, I think, over 300,000. There were a couple times I would make an effort, like, I'm going to do it this time and right. get that statue. I'm going to follow all the tips and tricks. Right, right. But, yeah, agreed. I never I never made it to that statue either. Well, then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? I played this game, I played it like five different times. Okay. Of various intents. I, I, I just, at first I was really trying to do it without cheating a couple times. And I, I did I, that as well and I failed. quickly gave up. Because uh, I was like, well, yeah, there's a cheat to get like 10000 or 100000 And I was just thinking of the bank loan. Oh, right. And I was, looked online oh, forever and I was like, there is no middle of the road cheat. Right, right. It's yeah. all or nothing. 
no, there's a cheat code that I remember using as a youth, and I used it again. And, and that was you... available in Nintendo Power. Yeah, yeah. Right and away. You get a million dollars, so you have plenty of money, and even I couldn't run out of it. Yeah, but it's still not... Uh, it doesn't turn the game into a cakewalk is the interesting part. No, it doesn't. Because Frustratingly. You, you, you still have a lot of planning. It's all about planning. It's not just about the money. Yep, exactly. And I played this, I think, four times. And uh, two of those were a little shorter, maybe half an hour. Those were the times where I was trying to do it in all natural. Right. Uh, and then once I really buckled down and decided to cheat my way into the history books, I spent like two two hours, two or three hours, because this is one of those one-turn-more games. Right, right. And I, I really got sunk just trying to wait out time, wanting to see some things evolve. I got The last time I played, I had gotten to, you know, I'm out of room. I've filled up the whole map, and right. I'm just like, well, now the, the hard work's done. I'll just sit back and let the population roll in. And it did for a little bit, but then it just kind of petered off and stopped, and I realized I had done something wrong. Yep, plateaued. Same, same for me. Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would like to start by saying that this game was a lot more simple than I remembered it, but it was still just as engrossing. Yeah, man, this, you know, I kind of mentioned it to you before we recorded, but this was a very powerful nostalgia trip for me, like the, because I, I played it pretty intensely a bit when I was young and then never again. So. Same here. I'm in that same boat. Like the music really hit me. I was like, wow, this is, it's so horny. Chill and, su- I mean, <laughs> horn. Horn-filled. Hornish. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very uh, a soothing, peaceful music that is, you know, it's perfect for planning a city, I guess. I don't know. You know, I failed to mention in the very beginning the music because when I was talking through the history, but it was done by Soya Oka, and uh, it's really, really good. Yeah, the music is phenomenal. She started with a Nintendo, uh, working with Koji Kondo and, on Pilot Wings. Mm-hmm. But she did end up doing uh, music for Super Mario Kart, uh, Mario All-Stars, and Wario Woods, which is uh, one of my sleeper favorites. Okay. But yeah, so this music, you know, definitely time warped me back, and, and it was crazy. And it was kind of like a roller coaster, because as soon as I got to the Metropolis and the music started, it... It was like a bad trip. It was very bad, man. I could feel it in my guts, where I was like, oh, no, I... I remember this music now. Like this is the the frustration. This is of, the, the longest music of all. And and you you've gotten to the point where you you know at this point you know if you're cheating like I was so I had all the money I wasn't worried about that but I run you run out of space or money. Yeah. Either because, way you play and then it's just like well, what do what do I do now? I'm really frustrated trying to get people to move to my city. Right. And let's talk about how you play this game because you can just kind of build however you want haphazardly roads everywhere. But that'll be bad news, man. Yeah, and as the the manual describes, your best bet is what we call the donut building method. Yeah. And that is building a three-by-three grid of properties, Mm -hmm. you know, all the same, leaving the center open. Right, and then you put something in the center to pump up the value of the uh, surrounding zones. Such as a fire department, police department, the aforementioned libraries, those kind of things. Right, or any of your gifts, you know. And uh, yes, and barring that, if you don't have the gift or money yet, putting in some some uh, park there. Yeah, it'll work. And I mean, this is a good way because you can. It allows them to grow and then eventually merge into the you know R or C tops, which is what you want. Yeah, and because of that, you can get multiple tops in one area. They will all have the potential to become one. 
Yes, and it's uh, it's important, and you, you you know the whole thing is about balancing where's the pollution because you want some of all three of your zones, but since industrial ones tend to produce pollution, you want them to be far away from your residential areas, but not too far because people don't want to live somewhat near where they want to work. So it's a it's a real balancing act of yeah, which is where I think. In the end, when I was looking at my stats and stuff, I think I didn't have enough industrial zones. I think I might go back and replace some commercial ones. I think I had too many. Okay. Now, uh, the very highest end players do not play with, I think, the donut method, but instead use like long vertical just runs of the same types. It can work. I mean, either way. I, I The big thing that I was into this time that I didn't know and discovered was about the, the way the effects, the property value effects of your gifts work yeah well it's a it's an invisible grid where let's uh, say you have a an amusement park it will and it is in the middle of a square on that grid that will then um you know it'll increase the value for that one but just that one grid it's on right so if you can get it on the cross of four grids or four squares in the middle you know that'll then you'll get way more property value out of it so i was obsessed with finding the right pattern to hit as many of those intersections with my my whole grids okay i didn't really know about this and it makes one of the playthroughs i watched make a lot more sense it's weird but uh, you can really tell it works it took me a minute to grasp it but when you look at your property value map and if you've done it right you will just see like rows of five or six dots of super value like red Okay. going down your whole, you know, and it gets messed up once you get to water and certain things. So, which can be another thing that makes a certain map landform better or worse is how many of those intersections are covered in water that you'll be able to take advantage of or not. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, so I was really pumped about exploring that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I imagine how crestfallen I was when I got to the, you know, I was like, all right, I got the whole city laid out and I'm, mm, I got my property value and everything. And it, it works for those, but. I still ended up plateauing out at 350000 Yeah, I think you need to find yourself a better map. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I did check. I, I remember reading a rule of thumb someone had where you want about 50 to 60% residential and then about 20% industrial and then, you know, 30, 20 or 30 uh, commercial. But I, had, I only had like 12% industrial. Gotcha. Because I refused to build them anywhere but the edge i I lined the entire outside of my thing with industrial and then a layer of commercial and police stations to keep the pollution away from my people oh gotcha it it worked out all right but i if there's not enough jobs i feel like i gotta squeeze some in there you gotta throw some more uh industrial around the edge as well like a second second layer yeah i i I experimented with that a little while but it seemed like the that really ramped up the pollution and I don't know. There's something there, definitely. I got to put them somewhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, pollution is definitely one of the big problems you'll have when trying to grow your city. And as you're growing, your citizens will tell you if there's a major problem. Yeah, you'll get alerts or you can always, you know, your menu has many maps to, you know, indicate this stuff to the prying eye. And real quick, I want to go over some of their common complaints. Okay. And uh, how, how one would solve those. Right up there is probably crime understandable nobody likes crime except for criminals and the way you fix that is just by making sure your police departments have that overlap and you can check that in the menu for the police departments i i had very little crime because if you have a set pattern for them you can just avoid this problem entirely and well if you if you have a million dollars you can build as many police stations you know you're not worried about the upkeep or anything so you can have a real police state 
Now, fire is pretty much the exact same thing. If you have enough fires breaking out in your city that they're complaining, that's a, you've got a right. major problem. Something's already broken, yeah. You should have built a lot more to begin with. I, I definitely built less than my police stations. Uh, some people complain about the housing cost. And as you said, that is the probably smallest problem to have. Yeah, it's, it's a curse because you're going to get that no matter, you know, if you're, you you want high property values, kind of. Really, you want a mix of all of them, I think. But Right. And those get become very high when they are too far from uh, residential zones being too far from commercial zones, I think. Mm, yeah. But as we said, this is the smallest problem to have. If you if it's the only one, then don't worry about it. Yeah, you're, you're not in a bad place. Uh, the the other ones that are really big problems are uh, the other big ones we discussed are pollution and it is really hard to fix. Basically, you're just going to have to destroy and rebuild. Yeah, it's it's you, you're going to have to shuffle your industrial zones around somewhere. You know, it's where they annoy less people, I guess. Basically, yeah. And then we have traffic, which not a problem for me. Not at all. If you use the rail method, uh, and then also not a problem if you cheat is taxes oh right yeah if you don't need the money bring it down to zero yep and if you do have it too high though it's really not that like i think over 10 or 15 percent people will complain yeah and then eventually start leaving the city that's something i didn't run up against that and then finally if you don't have enough commercial and industrial zones you can get an unemployment problem I had some of that, which, uh, you know, I think I need to shift some commercial to industrial. But you can just, yeah, and you can fix it by building either of them. But yeah. having a balance does certainly help. Now, we mentioned how nostalgic the music was, but it, the music is really interesting to me because it's very subtle. It, it's not like an overpowering thing. And yeah. The sound effects fit into it real well. Oh, it's very, like, it feels appropriate, and it's it's simultaneously, like, relaxing and energizing. I could in, see that. In a weird way, you know? And even like the, oh, yeah, you upgraded music is still pretty chill. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I could see this being a great soundtrack to clean your house to or something because it's just, it's you know, like I said, it's it's relaxing, but it makes you want to do something. Get it done. Yeah, get it done. Now, as far as graphics are concerned, I'm, I'm really torn, and we'll talk about that more in the review portion, but I think that just at a base level, quick look at the game, it looks really good. Yeah, it's colorful enough and you can you know, easily, it's interesting yeah yeah you can easily tell the different residential commercial or whatever even as they evolve without the labels yeah and there's just enough animation to keep things interesting so yeah. you're not staring at a static screen the whole time you got you know your train cars moving around your your ship and if you have roads little tiny black dot cars yeah moving across them and then you even have some movement with like uh the water and whatnot right right but nothing, nothing distracting and nothing too intense. Agreed. Now, we mentioned it briefly earlier, but we really need to talk about the money situation in this game. It's tough, man, if you're not cheating. Yeah, you start out with a, you know, a paltry sum of money when it really comes down to it. You can build up a very small area, and then you are going to have to wait forever to get enough money to keep building on. It's, I don't know if it's more of a pacing thing, like... Because it's easy that you can put that thing on sleep mode, and when you first start, and then spend all twenty thousand of your you know dollars and right. expect everyone to come in. But I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really work out that way. I've definitely found by nineteen twenty, both the times I played, you know, that's when I had already taken out my loan. I'd spent almost all of my money, and now I'm just living year to year, waiting to get a thousand dollars. Yep. You know, in taxes, and then I can build a few things or fix things. I don't know. And you you always want some money to respond to stuff. Yep. It's tough to save that. It definitely is. So, you know, like most people, we did cheat 
to get our way through the game. And there is uh, one major cheat you can do to get more money. Yeah, and you know what? It's a code I remembered from my youth, actually, where you basically just spend all of your money. You have to spend every single dollar. So that can mean bulldozing some trees in the middle of nowhere at the end. That's generally how I got rid of the last few bucks. Yep. So when you've spent all of your money, every last dollar, and at the end of the year, your taxes come up, you change all the funding to zero while holding L. Yeah. And then exit the screen. Keep holding it. Keep that L button jammed down, then head back in, return everything to 100%, and then leave, and then release L. And that's when you get the money. Nine, 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 nine. They will show you the money. And, you know, as we mentioned, just because you've done that cheat, it does not mean that this game is now a cakewalk. No, because, you know, while part of the difficulty in this game is managing your money even if you remove that it's still tough you have to get the balance right on what to build and where yeah very much so and that is really the main strategy of this game yeah and it will take a few playthroughs to really start figuring out the best ways of doing that i think definitely my one complaint really about this game is that you know it's kind of got a real-time strategy bit to it yes unless you do that pause feature or whatever it is which is all right you know but the downside is i'm out of money or i'm out of space and you want time to move forward i'm I'm just waiting now you know it's 1925 and i've filled my entire map i just want it to grow but it's going to take a while you know i don't know what is it like a minute or two a year even on the fastest setting even as a kid i can remember just being like well i'm gonna just walk away for a bit i i I, snack i remember reading Forgotten Realms novels while it was playing next to me, or maybe I would play Tetris on Game Boy while the game was just running, and then I'd look up and check my population, and it frequently hadn't gone anywhere. So, Well, according to both those things you might have been doing, I'm pretty sure the third was not kissing a girl. <laughs> no. Lord, no. <laughs> but, yeah, that is the biggest downside. You really would... It would really be helpful to have a next year or a speed up time button. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not 100%. I don't know. It doesn't kill the game it's still fun in its way but it's just a a minor gripe from on my part because this was a big intro to me to a few years later i would get my first civilization game you know what i forgot to ask you that during the personal history but i was going to ask did you play this before civ definitely yeah because if you don't know nick you don't realize that one of his other passions is the civilization franchise i love it um i've seen him play many an hour of it well it was part of the step-by-step uh progression of my part of my nerdiness where you know I, I liked sim city but the thing that held it back for me is i always felt like you wanted to fight yeah, well or just something like i want to build something that's a spaceship or I, you're just building for building's sake you right. know like there's no like i want to build this kind of city because of this you know right there's no goal per se whereas civilization does give you hard-earned goals right and i mean th- i so I, I knew this game and then Shortly after, around the same time as when I was introduced to the Romance of the Three Kingdoms series. So uh-huh. that has some SimCity stuff, plus some battles and political type, you know, things. And then eventually, Civilization has it all, baby. Well, here we are in the level by level portion of the show. And, well, there are no levels. There are stages that your city can grow to, but we saved this portion to talk about the other game mode that is featured when you start up your copy of SimCity. 
and that is the scenario mode, where you choose one of many scenarios where a usually a disaster has happened and you must recover from it. Yeah, there's some sort of problem you have to solve. And they, they usually have a different starting year, and you'll have a certain duration of for the scenario. Like, you got to get it done in five years or, or whatever. So what makes the scenarios more interesting is that they are a harder challenge in some ways. You are started with a city already built, and you are no longer given any extra gifts or anything as you play. Right. It's kind of fun in the way that you get to see... It's like, it's not your city. You get to see what's up, you know, like how, how does the computer or this, whoever arranged this city? I, I like that aspect. And they all have a specific place and year. So they're also trying to, you know, model themselves after an existing place, which is also very interesting to me. Sure. And uh, a lot of these are historically based. So let's start with the first one, the San Francisco earthquake of 1906. Yeah, this one will take, you'll have five years to complete this scenario yeah and it is of course uh, the aftermath of the famous earthquake that shaped san francisco i don't think you get hit with the earthquake right away but the key is build more fire departments yeah because you do get to experience this earthquake it has not already happened that's right you get all of the action and then beyond that you know bulldozing to contain fire spread really it's it's about you want as many fire departments out there as you can with appropriate access you know And one thing I feel like they should have omitted from these scenarios is the ability to go into that sleep time because you can do that for all of these and then take care of the cleanup during that sleep phase if you if you need to. Yeah, before anything spreads around. But uh, you win this just by becoming a prosperous city and uh, getting to a certain population level, I think. Yeah, within that five years. Within that five years. Now, our next is also a five year goal, and that is to recover from the Tokyo monster attack of 1961. Right, right. A clear reference to Godzilla. Sure. Which is appreciated. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty simple thing, you know. <laughs> More fire departments put out the fires, you know. Now, there's also increased crime after the destruction of lots of buildings. So you may want to put some police departments in as well. That, yeah, especially if police departments are destroyed. Yes, and there's plenty of room after you've fixed things to expand the city, which is what you need to do to get to that end goal before the five years is up. Mm, right, right. Uh, next up, we have uh, the burn traffic incident of 1965. Oh, yeah. It'll take you 10 years to clean this one up. It's pretty intense. Now, burn is in Germany? I think so. Switzerland? Switzerland? One of those two. Burn is in Europe? Yes. And apparently they had some awful traffic. I have no no historical knowledge if this I, is real. I got nothing, yeah. But the solution is relatively simple. Replace as many roads with rails as you can. Yeah, uh, I think Bern is in Switzerland. Uh, I feel like we have a few listeners in Switzerland, so let me know how ignorant I am. Oh, yes. Swiss. Illuminate our ignorance. But you must have a, you must maintain a metropolis by that 10-year goal to clear this this one. So it's a balancing act then of replacing as much as you can, as fast as you can, while simultaneously maintaining growth. It's not for the faint of heart. But the, the real trouble is the budget. Yeah. Well, I imagine that would be the hardest part about any of these, really. You know. Yes. Here, so, I mean, it's all the balancing act of replacing roads with rails, keeping that budget on that razor-thin margin. Yeah, or you will feel the burn. Oh. oh. Now, Detroit, 1972, crime wave. It's a rough town. It is. I mean, I think uh, the easiest solution, of course, is just to click on the RoboCop button. <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, I don't think that's in the Super Nintendo version, sadly. It's not invented yet. But what has been invented are police departments. Yeah, but it's not just uh, a matter of putting down a lot of police departments. 
No, that's true. You want to combat crime and unemployment frequently go hand in hand. So yes. industrial zones will help to give give people a job and something to live for in Detroit in 1972. Again, this one is, I think, a little easier because it's a little more clear cut on how to solve the problem. Yeah, crime's a little more manageable typically. But again, you do have to maintain this for 10 years. 10 big one. Now we're getting into some future scenarios. That's right. In, or well, future to the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the great Boston nuclear meltdown of 2010. Well, they must have had a great mayor. They must have. But, because uh, in this scenario, you have five years to clean up this mess. Yeah, which is tough. There is a cheat you can use where, see, here's where it is. Like certain, I remember reading this here and then also somewhere else uh, where if you hold down the L button yeah, right at the beginning, it's like it freezes it or something. So you can bulldoze all of the nuclear plants before they melt down. Huh. And then just win by <laughs> by not having to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. But if you do it the right way or the real way, then I, I don't know, man. You're going to have a lot of radiated mess and fires to put out for a while. I can imagine it would drain your coffers substantially. Yeah, this one also you have to deal with lots of pollution and crime after the destruction. So it's, I think, one of the harder scenarios to deal with. I could see that. And next up we have the coastal flooding of Rio de Janeiro in 2047. May come to pass. Yeah. Global warming. Watch out. But you have 10 years to fix this one. Yeah. And I honestly, since it's a flooding one, I don't know what you do other than just you deal with rebuild it. Rebuild properties, I think, is what you do. Yeah. Get some maybe landfills. I don't know. I think uh, flooding only happens on undeveloped land. Oh, okay. So if you develop all the land or more of it, then you won't have as severe problems. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Get up there. Develop it. Rio. Now, if you are a great enough mayor... To solve all of those scenarios, there are two bonus scenarios you can access. Bonus. And one of those is Las Vegas's UFO attack of 2096. Yeah, so we got a while in IRL. To, we don't have to worry about this, but... Not according to Mars Attacks. Oh, that's true. Uh, well, this says it's 2096. So okay. That, you know, we're safe for 70 years. But And this is just a basic rebuilding scenario. Yeah, I, I don't know how many waves you get, but I imagine you're going to want a lot of fire and police departments. Yeah, it does uh, have multiple waves, so it's a lot of preparation and then just dealing with the aftermath. Right, right. And then finally, you get to access Freeland, 1999. Yeah, and this one, I believe, is uh, you have as much time as you want, right? Yep, infinite time. But the only way to win is to get to a megalopolis of 500,000 or more in this weird map with no water. No water at all. Which would be weird, man. I don't know. You know, you have no waterfront property, so... And you cannot get any gifts in this mode either. Oh, now that's where it really kicks in. A land without gifts? Yeah, apparently there is a very specific way to beat this one. Some people online have found, but I would imagine this is just the hardest of all. Fair enough. Free land ain't free. Not for you and me. Well, here we are in the review portion of our show. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System, which has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.0. As did I. You know, I thought it was really good. It's just that it is very repetitive. And that is the nature of this beast. Well, the graphics, you're not really here for graphical splendor. Right, and if the graphics did change a lot, 
you would not be able to understand what's going on. Yeah, so I think they're they're effective graphics. They're showing a rather unglamorous uh, type of game, I guess. Yeah, and the music is really good. It is uh, good enough to where it does not really get annoying ever. There's a long enough loop, and it's varied enough that it keeps you motivated. Ties it in. Very nice. Our next category is Play Control, and I gave this game a 4.0. Okay, um... I just gave it a 2.5, but... I well, I went off the Nick scale, where if this is a menu-based game, like, how easy, how easy is it to get around the menus? Right, right. And while I would have loved to have an L and R button to pop through some of those things, I was never like, oh, my God. Like, the the cursor never felt horribly slow. No, yeah, I mean, it's definitely meant for a mouse. Uh, my only real thing is I wish that the map menu was its own bar, but... Agreed. And I could also have seen a better definition of the grid of the world when you wanted it. Oh right, like yeah. where things would fit, but you know, it's, those are minor gripes in my book. Yeah, no, it's a, it's fine. I never, you don't really have any problems doing stuff, you know. Exactly. So good on it. And following that, we have challenge factor, Nick. All right, I gave it a four point oh. As did I, and actually, I said maybe even a five. If you're <laughs> not even, if you're never going to use that cheat. Yeah, it's it's tough. I I can see. Why somebody would want to play it, but I don't know, man. It's like ugh, to, to do it without the code is that's a that's a real like pacing challenge. Yeah, I wish there was an intermediary code, like not nine nine nine, but you know maybe a hundred thousand, two hundred, sure, something yeah. a little more. You know, like living within your means, it would still force you to budget and tax people, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But the original amount you get is just so piddly that you are not going to be able to go far with it at all. And I would say that's a five. And then once you add the code, it does not really drop below a four because it is still immensely hard. Yep. It's, I mean, it's a tough one. And finally, we have theme and fun, Nick. Uh, I gave this a 3.5. As did I. I think it's a fun, kind of mild, in its way, strategy game. Yeah. I'd say this is the non-combat one more turn game of its era. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. the kind of thing where it's like you you always want to keep playing. And while there's turns in this, just another couple of minutes. You want to get to that next year. You want to see a little more growth. Man, I'll tell you, if you could if you could skip to the end of your turn, that would make this game way more addictive, though. You know? uh, oh, definitely. So, yeah. But it's as it stands, it's still, still a fine, fine video game. Yeah, it definitely still has that addictive quality. And I find that to be pretty amazing. So, Nick, should you play this, the Super Nintendo version of SimCity? Yeah, I think it's a fine way to check out kind of this management strategy type of game that maybe you've never checked it out before. This is a good place to see if you're interested in it at all. Yeah, because it's so simple. There's there's so many layers missing from the more advanced versions of this game that I think anyone can jump into this. And it is a lot of fun to see how this game started almost a whole new genre. Yeah, and it's... It's like simultaneously simple, but just enough there to have like an advanced kind of you can learn things, strategies, and oh, cool, like, you know, reapproach it from a new angle periodically. I agree. Next week's game will be Castlevania 2, Simon Belmont's Revenge for the Game Boy. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab your Game Boy and play along, friends. 
That's right. And remember, folks, if you want to get a hold of us for any reason at all, you can do it at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll read it and love it and hit you up. But you'll probably get in touch with us at Facebook at Cartridge Command, where, you know, we don't mind hearing from you there either, listening to your thoughts, your memories. Maybe you shared with us some awesome artwork for uh, Castlevania game just a few weeks ago. Yeah, maybe. And we're also on the Twitterverse at Cart Command if you want to know when new shows drop. But you should probably be subscribing to the show, and that way you don't need to know. And I think a lot of you are, so thank you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we ask you from time to time, tell a friend, tell someone else. Spread the word. Get more people listening. Get it out. We like to see those numbers go up and up and up. Up, up, up. But of course, it is those fine and wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is those hard-earned dollars that they hand to us on the monthly that makes the show possible. Yeah, yeah. We don't make uh we don't make very much money doing the show, but we don't need to. We just need enough money to keep it going. And yeah. as long as you guys give us the money, we'll keep making it. Yeah, keep it up. So thank you guys and gals so very much. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on! Well, here we are in the... Je, 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 je,